Welcome to the Renaissance Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. For this episode of Renaissance Soul, I'm joined by Chloe Dralos to talk about her project under the moniker of Zilched with her debut full-length album, Doom Pop. Based on the grunge influence of her teen years like Nirvana and Jesus and Mary Chain, this new face of Detroit's rock scene hits it out of the park with Doom Pop, a collection of dark and melancholy songs that dip into the psyche of the young singer-songwriter during those formative years approaching inevitable adulthood. Together, we go through each track talking about the stories behind them, along with life before writing Doom Pop and the making of this album. So, without further ado, after a break from our sponsor, let's get into this interview with Chloe Dralos, a.k.a. Zilch, in her debut album, Doom Pop. Welcome back to the Renaissance Soul Podcast. And for this episode, I'm joined by Chloe Dralos, who project... Zilch is basically like her project. She's like, it's like a nine inch nails thing where Zilch is um, Chloe and Chloe Zilch. So, uh, you know, we're going to talk about her, uh, her um, 2020 album, Doom Pop. So uh, thanks for uh, coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You know, to start things off, I'm not sure how I came about your music, but it was just like, I just happened to see, you know, it just looked interesting, you know. So, I, you know, I gave it a look. You know, I like to give a listen to anybody who's, who's, you know, putting out stuff in, you know, the Detroit area. And, you know, I liked it from the jump. I was like, oh, cool. Let me just, like, you know, keep my ears to the ground, you know, in regards to her. And um, you put out a, uh, you put out a uh, EP pulling teeth in uh, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before, you know, you putting out this uh this new album doom pop so you know where when did you start you know fully like start writing music you know when when did you kind of start doing it and then when did you kind of start taking it seriously um i've been writing music since i was like 11 or 12 just like pretty casually i um but I used to just like play acoustic guitar and stuff. And just like, as I was learning, I would write stuff and, but I was never, I never thought I was going to like sing or anything. So it was just like something I did and would like to do in the future. But I, yeah, I, I did not take it seriously or like really see myself, see like how I could do it for a long time. And then like, like halfway through high school um, was when I like, decided more and that's when I like I don't know was more confident with like singing what I wrote because also like I don't know I, I didn't like having other people write, sing what I was writing <laughs> at the time and then I was just like ah was that maybe. like the turning point of it when you were like yo I'm writing all this stuff but I don't like other people you know singing it you know I'm gonna have to do it if I wanted to keep on doing this you know what was that sort of turning point in your mind um, I don't know. I think I just like found music that made sense with my voice. Um, cause I, I don't know, like I listened to, like at first when I was writing, I was just really into like sixties folk stuff, just like beautiful things that I couldn't do myself. And then like later I just listened to lots of punk music and just like I'm not I'm not much of like a shouter you know and I just like couldn't really see myself doing any of the things that I was getting interested in um but like once I just got more into like broader just yeah I got deeper into just like alt things and um yeah just lower voices like mine and um, which it's funny to think that like I didn't hear anything like that until like middle of high school, 
but yeah just I think that was the turning point like a lot with like Jesus Mary Chang you know just like the calmer (laughs) I don't know you know when did you first start like you kind of got the confidence to start recording like music you know having your own songs that um that that plays in part with that last thing for sure my um my brother got me um because he's a musician too he's he's quite a bit older than me but he um he got me for Christmas one year a couple microphones and an interface and like I would just like kind of mess with it but not really touch it for like until like the summer after um when I had like yeah started singing and stuff privately a bit more and then I just started demoing things and a lot of those are still like on SoundCloud and stuff just like me experimenting with writing and demoing stuff that was like yeah that was a that was a that was like very much the turning point time was when I was like making those demos and stuff in like 2017. You know, where did you go from like making those demos to actually having tracks that you, you know, you'd put on Bandcamp and then you, you, you know, you put out this pulling teeth uh, EP. Um, both of those releases. Um, so I started playing, once I got more songs, I kind of com- more or less convinced a few friends to be in a band with me. Um, one was my cousin, Emily, and then like a friend from her high school. And then my good friend from high school and um, and his dad happened to have been in bands. And he, he um, helped us demo out the first, the first like band camp releases. And then later it was a family friend of my cousin's who had a basement studio. It was very much just like, yeah, just people who were, we could convince to let us do these things. (laughs) (laughs) How was, how was it like performing like for the first time? When did you start performing? What were you, how, how did that sort of transition happen? Um, that was kind of like the point of this project was because I like in this band, I just like, I really, yeah, wanted to play shows and get to that point. And so um, I had like a house show at like my parents' house first, but um, it was, it was really difficult for me, honestly. Cause like, like even our first practices, I didn't use a microphone and I just like was so scared. And even my first gigs, like my hand would cramp up because it would get so clammy and I couldn't hold on to the pick. And I was just like so tense. It was it was pretty rough for like the first six months, honestly, <laughs> of like stage fright. But then like once I was over it, I was over it. That's good. But, and like getting the gigs, it was all just I just yeah, would anyone that I knew who I, who I saw that like, oh, they might know this person or, oh, this person I've seen on the internet and they do that. I'll just message them because I have nothing to lose. And it worked. Right. You know, happened just kind of see your name going around town, going online. So, you know, you were able to create some sort of awareness in the Detroit area pretty, you know, pretty quickly. So that was good. Like, um, what um, so coming from from all these releases, you know, when did you start really writing the songs that would end up on Doom Pop? Um, those I started writing in like the middle of two thousand eighteen, um, because again, like I started out this project very much like yeah, when I was just demoing by myself and stuff. But then once I started playing with friends, it was like, kind of took on a different style. Cause you know, it was like fun to just make quick punk songs and like have fun with everyone. And so it yeah. it took like more of a collaborative thing too. Cause it was just a lot of fun. And then like, you know, once people were graduating and stuff like that, it was like, okay, this can't really be collaborative thing so um 
and I had written Blue Doom while we were still playing other songs and stuff, but I just like didn't consider it a zilch song. Um, so that was kind of the first of like, okay, now this is going back to its original intentions of the project and like, so that, that song really was, yeah, the first one and I ended up going back and doing a full band version of it. So, you know, what was, you know, you kind of already touched on it, but like, what, sorry. <laughs> what was your like, you know, just going into this album, you know, what, what was your vision at the beginning and did, and, and how did it morph as you were, you know, writing, you know, more and more songs? Did it morph at all? Um, it took a few songs for me to kind of be like, okay, this is, this is like, this is the record um but it was because it was blue doom and then i wrote sleeper a few months later when i moved to hamtramck and um that was another thing where i was like okay this is like different than what i've done before but i just felt like i was kind of learning by writing it and then like then i wrote cry for me um and then like right around then was where i was like okay, these, I think I just want to keep doing that. It was like, I, I don't know. It was just like very meta diary <laughs> entry, like very therapeutic, like right. writing. Cause like when I was just writing the punky garage stuff in the beginning, um, it wasn't, I, it wasn't as personal or therapeutic or whatever, but I like, yeah, let's talk yeah. more about that. Like, what's, what's the difference between the stuff that, like, ends up being on Doom Pop in comparison to everything beforehand? Um. Well, also, up until then, like, I'm 20 right now, so, like, I wrote the Pulling Teeth songs when I was, like, 17 and 18. So, like, I things weren't – not everything was as deep. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and every year when you're at that age, like things change so much, you know, with yeah, how you're yeah. feeling and dealing with, you know, growing up and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I guess, um, and because it was more of a shared thing, so I didn't want to get too much into myself. And like with the writing, I wanted to keep it a little more open. Um, but after that, you know, like when people like leave a band and stuff, it's like kind of weird for a minute. And then I just was like, it's like rat, just kind of going fully in the other direction of like, I'm just going to get as personal as I can with everything. Yeah, it's a nice reset. You can be like, boom. All right. Clean slate. Boom. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And that where, where's the question again? <laughs> or what was it? How, you know, how is, how is this new material on the album like different than the stuff from previously? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a lot more personal and I've just, I was writing much more for the sake of like figuring feelings out and stuff (laughs) rather than like just going with the song more. Like there is a lot, I had a lot more to say in each song, I think. You know, was there any sort of, was there any sort of like, um, you know, how was the, the songwriting process for this album? Like once you started, you know, what, you know, were you having any trouble being, you know, more personal with this, this record? No. <laughs> I, it was just bottled up inside of you, man. Just ready to come out. Yeah, just like, <laughs> I don't know. I wrote it all within a year, like almost to the day. It was all like within my first year after high school. And um, cause I wrote Blue Doom in like my last week of high school. And that was kind of like the start of a new chapter or whatever. Yeah. And then just kind of like, I moved out that summer and stuff like to Detroit and like, yeah, I was just like, I was with people that were a lot older than me. Most of the time, my closest friends were like five years older than me and stuff. And like, yeah, it was just like a lot of constant learning things just constantly that's how i was when you're when i was your age man it was just like i was always with people that were much older than me and Mm -hmm. it was just like oh so hyper aware of like how you haven't grown up yet 
or just like. But at the same time, you'll realize that like those people don't know shit. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> but, like, definitely, it just like amplifies all of those insecurities of like totally. I, you know, like I would just like so hyper aware of everything that I didn't understand, and like every time I learned something new, I was just so hyper aware of it for I'll, a minute. Yeah, I was the same way. <laughs> this is the same way when um when you're writing um especially for someone where like this is your project and mm-hmm. you're like all right i gotta like figure out who's gonna play with me but you said your drummer is pretty constant and everything mm-hmm. how do you sort um how do you sort of write in regards to how am i gonna perform this also in mind um well before so with the original lineup, um, we were all kind of at the same level in skill. And so I would, I couldn't really write anything that I couldn't already play, you know? Yeah. Um, but once I started playing with Nick, who I actually met um, because I would play shows with his other band, um, his old band, and we like after my drummer couldn't play anymore, I like asked him to hang out and stuff. And like, he just, he just like got my taste and everything really well. Like we, we shared so much music with each other that like, he, he just got it. And he's, he's so talented. Like he's just a machine. And so really like it, it's just, it's really nice to have people that are a lot better than you like technically better um and same with Elliot who I started playing with like a few months after that um so I wouldn't I wouldn't have to think about it too much like I would I would have it figured out and I would know what I wanted and they were pretty much always able to communicate exactly what I was putting out there if that made sense oh no definitely definitely so um Let's um let's get into the the album itself. Kind of go track by track. Uh, for each song, just um you know just tell me any thoughts about it. If there's any stories about how it was made or about the song. Any thoughts about it? And we'll uh in and we'll just uh, go from there. Let me see here. All right. Um, you brought it up a few times, but uh, the first joint on the the album is Blue Doom. Yeah, Blue Doom. Um. I wrote it last month of high school. Um, It was, I don't know, like I went through a bit of things right around then. I I knew I wasn't going to like go to college right away or potentially ever, but, and I thought I was going to be living with one person and I was like, just had this like safe feeling plan and then like, turns out that that person wouldn't be able to transfer and there was just like a bunch of stuff going on and then I I lost a couple pretty close friends and that song is just like me shouting to the void (laughs) (laughs) don't know what's going on but I'm gonna try and just go with it because I don't like feeling like I don't know what's going on ever so that's kind of that song's like me just trying to myself down yeah and you're graduating high school so it was just like i feel like everybody kind of feels that way where you're like yeah like there's so much build up and then it's like i just need this to be over and then so i can get to the next thing because i don't know what the next thing is yet and i hate this right and then high school ends and it's just like all right <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> The next song on here is The Knife. I really like this song. Thank you. Um, That was one of the last ones written for it, actually. Um, It's more or less a love song. But it's pretty much... It's just about, like... I don't know, I was kind of faced with that concept of, like, caring about people beyond like wanting something from them you know and that was like I'd never been in such like respectful relationships in my life (laughs) and that was like 
I don't know. It was just like that after the, it's just a lot easier to like be hurt, hurt in different ways of like this, I don't want anything from this, but I'm, you know, I care about it still. <laughs> and, and I was really inspired by like, um, more importantly, uh, like Fiona Apple and like Jason Mary Chain and some whole stuff too, with just like, I feel like all of their most like romantic things have really violent imagery. Yeah. And so I was really into that idea. I wanted to make my, that style song. Cause I was like, had never. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> I feel like I said too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, that's perfect. I like, I like, I like your explanation of that. Um, the next song is sleeper. Um, that one's funny. That was fun to write. It's just like, that was also after I moved out and stuff and I was just with boys all the time. All my friends were just music boys, skater boys. And I would get annoyed a lot. Um, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It's just like, which it could be with anyone. It's not just, not just dudes, but like, yeah. I know, just like the really cyclical discussions that you're like, how how is this a discussion? I like your input means nothing, and you just can't believe that people can talk about this thing so much. <laughs> and like, I don't know, to like be talked down to on like the most mundane things that you're like, that was I wrote it pretty fast because I was just like. This, yeah has that has that gotten better in your life do you have like you know better conversations I have a lot more girls in my life now <laughs> <laughs> that's good <laughs> how's how's that treating treating you it's nice I still I it's nothing it was just the first of being like oh man there are a lot of people that think a lot different than me too which okay no that's dumb I want to take that out if that's possible, <laughs> but, um, like, uh, I don't know where my head's going now. No, nah, I feel what you're saying where it's, it, it isn't that like, like you're, it, it's like people think differently than you are. It's just like, there's just not that connect there with that you're having with uh, certain people. And you're like kind of realizing like, why is these like really mundane things so important to you? Is it, is yeah, it, like, is it just low hanging fruit, you know, just to, just so you can talk about something or what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And just like, yeah, like my input means nothing here, but it cute. It's like still help. I don't know. You just don't see. Yeah. Just, I don't even know. Ah, I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> No, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> and that's what the, these songs are about. I can't. <laughs> the next song is Velcro Dog. Um, that was the last one I wrote for the record. Um uh, pretty much about third wheeling and just like because I just kept finding myself in situations where either like two of my closest friends would start dating each other or all of my closest friends would be in relationships and I would just be like going from couple to couple to hang out and then like sometimes you get like the short end of the stick and it hurts more than it would if it wasn't <laughs> with a couple <laughs> or if you weren't alone while it was happening. I feel you. I've that like my whole adulthood, even going back to like being a teenager, it was like I was like always. I was just always single. I'm really bad. I was really bad at like even the idea of relationships. So I'd always yeah be like with these couples, and I'm like yeah, all right. And then they would give me advice, and it would like totally be crappy advice. I mean, it works for you, but I don't. I don't mind like hanging out with couples. That's not a big deal, but it's just like, I don't know, kind of that feeling of like when 
when you all disperse it's like you know you're going to something completely different than the rest of them are yeah and it's like like yeah oh them two are there they're gonna go have sex whatever bad is going on in your life just (laughs) gets amplified oh them two are gonna go have sex and i'm gonna go um go get a burger i'm just gonna go sleep (laughs) i'm gonna go to sleep Um, the next song is The Morning. Uh, okay. That one, um, I was pretty determined to make that one as it is. And I was doing a lot of, I was just reading and like comparing structures of a lot of like power ballads and stuff that I like, like a lot of disintegration and um i don't know if you know tamarin um that album crane kiss i like i was just listening to a lot of that type of just dreamy power ballad things you know and i i wanted a big chorus and it the topic itself just was kind of just the collage of everything i was figuring out at the moment um, I think it's some probably it's the kind of the statement, like just the philosophy of the whole album, I feel like is that song and what I say in there. Cause I wanted to make, yeah, like, like a big pop chorus, but like sum up as much of my views as possible versus like a narrative. The next song is Cry For Me. Okay. Um, that one, I uh, was in a, I was, I just kind of went through something with a very old friend of mine and like we weren't talking for the first time like ever and I didn't know how to handle it and I was just kind of wrote that as I was you know just trying to convince myself that there's nothing to be handled you know just like kind of that feeling of like you can't you can't force someone to understand you like you can only do x amount of things and then it's out of your hands and I just had to let go of that a lot (laughs) very understandable uh the next song is dark side um that one is um a little more abstract in my head of like an experience and just kind of like just it's a more about like a feeling Mm -hmm. that just translates over a lot just kind of like the I don't I don't know just kind of isolation basically through like many different parts of daily life and that's kind of what it was I don't know (laughs) (laughs) the next song is 16 um that one is basically just like rehashing the past and just kind of thinking like I I think this one's gotten interpreted wrong a couple times people have talked about it um but it really is just about like um kind of thinking about how things may have been darker than you thought they were you know and kind of like the i know there's so many like oh she was 17 if you know what i mean and i was just like "Mm." it was like a bad time for a lot of people so i guess i just wanted to like kind of sum that up and ask questions back you know rehashing the past type thing like is this what you mean like i don't know that's not that one (laughs) (laughs) And the 
the final song on the, the album is Teenage Insects. Um, that one, that one's kind of like the opposite end of the morning where, um, just a lot of insecurities and stuff that I was having. And a lot of it, a lot of that had to do with just like feeling like I was in such a different place in my life than everyone around me. Um, just like, I don't know, like. I'm five years younger than a lot of these people. That's why I'm so much more sensitive. It's not because I'm like an idiot or something, you know? And I just, I don't know, just kind of acknowledging that feeling of being a little too sensitive or something mixed in with happening to be younger and less capable <laughs> than most of the people around you. Um, it's named after a David Lynch painting though. Um, he has it was like a whole exhibit going on um i haven't seen any of these paintings in person but i just saw like the title of the exhibit was i was a teenage insect and i was just thought that was really cool it made i don't know like there's like the i was a teenage werewolf and like teenagers from mars and that's all like a lot different feeling than i got from hearing i was a teenage insect and I was like, gonna put that in a song. <laughs> cool. You know, you said um, earlier that, you know, going more personal with your music is very therapeutic. You know, mm -hmm. over the course of making the songs for this album, you know, did you learn anything about yourself? You know, what ways did, did, did writing more personally help you? Um, I think it, yeah, like every song is kind of a lesson for me when I look back at each one because um, I just wrote through each thing that like they're kind of it's a each song for me is a bit more like I was conceptualizing my feelings you know for myself there's not a single one really has like one narrative for me um but it really was like, I was, that's, I was actively doing that. Um, just like really laying everything out every time I went into a song. Or kind I, of making things a little bit more tangible, you know, so you can sort of yeah, deal with it, it. It helps me a lot. And like, there's a few things in there that like, I still go back to sometimes just in my head of like, almost kind of mantra type things throughout the songs there's a lot of like just things that how I think I should think you know what I mean um but yeah that's pretty much was there you know did you put in any thought about the sequencing of the album you know the order of the songs yeah definitely um that I pretty much put it together pretty fast because I kind of, I mean, there, there's a bit of an arc there, even though they're not in order, just for me personally. Um, and I, I don't know, I just kind of like knew once I had them all and looked at them in a list, it just like made a lot of sense. So, um, you uh, linked up with uh, Young Heavy Souls for the, you know, the release of it. It's going to, you know, it's you have a vinyl release and you have a um, a, a CD release. You know, talk about the, um, you know, the artwork on both of those, like the cover artwork for both of those releases. Yeah, um, the, the album cover, I, there's a photo that my sister took of me, um, I was like 17 um, that I've since before the record was finished. I just kind of like knew I would use it for something with that. Cause it, I don't know it like, it's from a pretty specific time that I think I like kind of mentally started preparing these types of things, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I feel like that's 
it's just the time that I like really became myself I think and um and I just love that picture and wanted to use it a lot but um I like the idea of because like a lot of old songwriter albums and stuff will have like the paintings on the cover and I just like the idea of kind of doing or while having someone else do um like a very classic looking oil painting of just this like little punk ass picture of me. <laughs> I just thought it it was just cool. I don't know to kind of immortalize that because it. I just think the spirit of the record is present in that photo. Right, right. And I love that's an artist, um, Phoebe Dobson. She's Australian. Um, we've just been like internet mutuals for a long time, and I really love how she uses color um i that's i'm just a big fan of color and um and i wanted to see how she would would do like that classic of a portrait with like her use of color um and it is perfect for what i think yeah it looks it looks really cool i really really dig it and um what I, you know what I what I notice is like there you know along with the album cover there's a certain aesthetic to a lot of the photos that you do you know you post online post on Instagram you know is there is there like something specific that you have in mind how you want to visually represent your music um well I'm a a visual artist too um so like i design all all the merch and everything like that that covers the first thing i've ever had anyone else paint okay. or anything for this and i yeah like i've directed all the videos and stuff um it's kind of just i really do consider it just like my art project you know right multimedia art project is zilched um for me um yeah, I don't know. I think I just, I'm just not satisfied ever only having access to one thing. So I need having like a band this is a perfect way for me to just do all the visual and the sound and video and everything like it all. Right. It's all just, yeah, my, my art. I don't know. <laughs> I remember one time um, Grimes had a quote where she said she just likes to make albums so she can make videos for those songs oh. <laughs> i don't know if i feel quite that way but, <laughs> yeah. but it was like in the same kind of realm where, where like you know you're you're making this music but you want to do other things too that kind of attach to it yeah because i think there's you know, like i i'm just kind of constantly consuming most types of art and media and like and i'm inspired a lot of like my biggest inspirations and stuff are like just things that get treated more like an art project you know like it's a multi-dimensional world yeah and, um and i think it makes it more personal too if you like give it that many dimensions and and it's nice to see that it gets like people pick up on it that there is a very that it's specific um whatever world <laughs> yeah <laughs> is there is there any music artists that like really influenced you in that way where like you liked their music but you liked the whole packaging the whole sort of artistry of the look and the sound all put together yeah i think there's a lot of them um i love like i've already mentioned jesus and mary chain a few times yeah. um but they're one where like they're pretty consistent throughout all of like they've put out so many records throughout space of time but like I just feel like any artist that's being like super true to themselves and all their decisions like it's gonna be pretty consistent in like even like David Bowie or something like yeah he he did a lot of different things but there was always like a consistent link through all of it and it was just that it was his decisions yeah PJ Harvey um 
I love Sonic Youth, of course. And that that's a big one where it's it's a full art project. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's there's so much to it, but like it all it just makes it like more engaging to me. Um Yeah. So once you have like, have this album done, it's recorded, like this is the finished product, you know. What was your thoughts, you know, listening to it like the first time? Um, I was pretty happy. I I had listened to everything so much throughout making it too, though. Um, because I made it with uh Ben Collins, and he's got like he's got other bands, and he's a sound guy, and he does works on robot stuff, and like <laughs> he's just very busy guy. So, um, it took like yeah, like six months <laughs> to of just meeting up when we could um to work on stuff um so i was which was good though because i was able to just like really listen and get all of the ideas out and um you know finish one thing and then listen to it in the car and listen to it when i get home and then listen to it back talk more about that what you learned about like sort of the recording process the mastering process you know what you learn about you know being an artist you know paying attention to those things I learned so much um, working with Ben and like, that's why, like I wanted to work with him. And like, I told him when we first started talking about it, that like, I wanted to be a part of every inch of it. Um, Cause like, I have a lot of ideas and stuff. And like, I, I had like lists for every single song of just like different things for different parts, but I, I didn't know what any, you know, all the terms of everything or like how to do a lot of the sounds that I would hear in my head. Um, but it was cool. Like he, cause it's just at his house, he's got a studio in his house and we would just like, you know, eat snacks and just pull up references and stuff for his songs. And just, it was very just like relaxed and creative, just talking through all of it. Has cool. has that experience, you know, have you, do you continue to write now these days? Have you continued to write? And how has that experience sort of, you know, influenced your new songwriting? Um, my writing patterns have been kind of different. Um, and I feel like I'm still, I've still kind of been in the space of this record just because it, like I was after finished writing it, like I worked on it for six months, you know, and I I'll write more just like poetry things yeah. pretty consistently. Um, but I don't know. It's like, I'm, it's hard to, it's hard to say how it's affected. Like definitely if I'm like demoing something, I know a lot more and it's a, a bit easier. Um, Cause I definitely was just winging everything before and just, pressing buttons, seeing how it sounds and going from there. Um, But I don't know. Um, It's hard to say. The world's weird and it's fucked up my creative processes. (laughs) (sighs) Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, you have this this record, you know, this, this album, you know, it's on vinyl. How does how does it feel? You know, you you had a you know an EP before Seven Inch, with Pulling Teeth, but like how does it how does it feel to have like this album on vinyl? So I actually haven't seen the vinyl yet. Oh, you haven't even seen the vinyl yet? Okay. They're supposed to be done this well. The late date <laughs> was this week, and then I just found out yesterday that they're not going to be done until next Friday. But did you get a reference vinyl like to listen to? I, I got the, the test pressing and that, that was, yeah, that, that was cool to like sit with it. Um, I got that one last week or the week before. Um, so it was after the album had already been out. Um, but how, how did yeah. the test pressing feel, you know, just to hear like this album, this personal album, you know, on vinyl. Uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like put it on, sat in my bed and yeah, it was, 
as I've heard it so many times, because I've, I've had it, like I worked on it for six months and then finished doing stuff in early March. Like I finished the master's in early March. So then, or I got the master's in early March. And that was right when everything happened. Yeah. So then I sat with everything and we didn't really start scheduling out this release until July. Um, and I have just listened to this record so <laughs> many times. And I know every little bit of it and how to judge every little bit of it. But yeah, it was, it was nice to just hear it in a different way. The first time in a long time. Yeah, and I, I don't know you know, releasing this album during a pandemic, there's no shows, you know, but I did ca- be able to catch the, um, the live stream in, uh, on a- Andrew's basement and you guys sounded great. You know, how is it to be able to, to perform these songs, even just at one time in a basement, you know, it, it felt really good. <laughs> and it, it made me even more sad after about not being able to play shows because yeah like so i mean we've been playing a few of the songs for a while um but like that was the first time playing velcro dog playing the knife uh teenage insects cry for me um those four we had i had never been performed until then and it's just like yeah it was kind of it was it was cool like i'm glad we did it and stuff and people got to see it but it did just like like oh shit I like this performance. I've, I've had the same set for like a year of touring, you know? It's like, ah, oh, now I want to do it with this. And I can't, but it's okay. <laughs> right. You guys sounded good. I was I was at the um the show you opened uh, last winter for the Paranoids, but I missed your set because okay. I had to go somewhere else early on. Yeah. But, um, that was, was, you know, that was, that, that was a really fun show, you know? I saw you go on stage and do a song with them, you know. Yeah, they're, I love that band. I've, um, I've actually, like, been listening to them since they first started putting stuff out when I was, like, 16. And I've, like, I've seen them play so many times. And that's just how, that's, that's how they know me, just, like, as a fan. (laughs) And, um, and just, like, through Instagram and stuff, like, they saw me, like, start a band and stuff so then the next time they were able to come through it was cool because i saw them in chicago with bleached which was a really great show and we talked about the band stuff and then i actually outer limits is the ones that told me that they asked for zilch to open so it was just like just very special little thing i think that might have been the last show that i went to before the 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 pandemic hit <laughs> last one too or no i went to hamtramck music fest that was after that but right. that was the last like one i was a part of right oh, well full band <laughs> to, you know closing out this uh you know this interview about doom pop like what do you hope like people who listen to this record get out of it um I don't know. I just hope that like people feel some type of sincerity from it, you know, and just like, you know, it's relatable or whatever. Cause like I, I get a lot out of records. Like I need to get a lot out of records. So, and I wouldn't put anything out that like, I didn't, I wouldn't want to hear, you know? Yeah. So I know it's it's hard to say exactly what I want people to get out of it, but I guess just whatever they go to records for, because it because it is all sincere and I don't know. Right? Yeah, you have a certain things that you'd like to get out of records, so you're like, let me do that for someone else, hopefully. Yeah, and, I think so. And if you're honest and sincere about your feelings, somebody is going through the same shit. Hmm. For sure. And like, yeah, that's something that I feel like a lot of um, musicians my age and in my age group tend to like shy away from a bit. 
because it's not that cool maybe but I don't know I think that's important and that's yeah at the end of the day that's all that matters really in my opinion how do you how do you not like go into that trap where like like you said like other your peers don't think that you know stuff like that would be cool like how are you able to just get past that and say I just want to do this the way I want to um, I don't know. I feel like people didn't think I was cool until I had been doing this for a minute. So that's where I'm like, I got nothing to lose. My expectations of what people think of me are very low. <laughs> so I, uh, I think you're doing all right. Thank you. <laughs> Who cares what anybody says? You're doing all right. Thank you. You're, you're really, you're really in touch with a lot of things through these songs, probably more than a lot of other 20 year olds. So you're doing fine. Thank you. We're all in the same we're all in the same boat these days with this pandemic, so Yeah. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Before we get out of here, where can people go online to get more information about the new album Doom Pop and where can they follow you at? Anywhere they want to. Except Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, just Instagram is like the most well in facebook it's like the most consistent updates but it's on all platforms it's best if you buy the physical copies which you can get to off of Bandcamp. thank you for listening to the renaissance soul podcast hosted and produced by myself kelly k fresh fraser empowered by anchor at anchor.fm slash renaissance soul renaissance soul theme music provided by steve o you can find more of his productions at I am steveo.bandcamp.com and that's E-Y-E-A-M-S-T-E-V-E-O.bandcamp.com. Renaissance Soul is available on all streaming platforms. Please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. If you want to support Renaissance Soul, please consider pledging via Patreon at patreon.com slash fresh the word. Follow Renaissance Soul on social media on Instagram at Run Soul Podcast and on Twitter at Run Soul Pod. And join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash fresh the word. And for more information on Renaissance Soul, visit freshthepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and your support. Goodbye and good night. Renaissance, Renaissance Soul. Soul. Soul.